We are back with episode 27 of the APB uh, podcast. Um, normally, when we come to you guys, we're all happy and laughing and joking. We got drinks on deck and we are ready to have a good time. But uh, this is one of those few times where uh, this episode is going to be uh, on the more serious note. Um, I like remember how Fonte used to always talk about uh, serious episodes of TV sitcoms. The white dude coming in. This is the, uh, what is that, what do y'all always say? Is it, uh, and now, for a special episode, it's always like <laughs> the rape victim or like, <laughs> like somebody get proposition to do drugs or some shit, you know? But it's the absolute step, right? The PSA episode. There you go. So, but this, this is gonna be one of our more serious episodes. Um, it, it was a, it, it, we had to decide whether we wanted to uh, just tackle these issues or not, because everybody has, truly been in their feelings here lately um and clearly it's understood but um we feel like it's something that you know needed to be done um we're gonna try to tackle as best we can we're gonna give you our point of view because you know that's what you come here for so um but how's everybody doing on this actually gorgeous sunday afternoon how you doing Nisha? i'm good um just thankful that the week has reset and i'm Praying for a different, some different circumstances, um, some relief, some release, peace of mind. Just yeah, just just trying to kind of collect myself after last week. Just just to start anew. Hopefully, it'll be a, a little bit better than last week. So that's how I'm doing. How are you doing, Bridget? I'm doing. <laughs> um, I'm just doing. Did y'all realize it was a short work week last week? Yeah, it did not feel. Like it did that. not feel like because that was the longest. That week. was the longest in history ever. I was talking to my husband. I was like, "Do you realize we didn't work on Monday?" He was like, "We show in the front then." <laughs> it's been a long week, and uh, just like Anisha said, I'm just ready to. Reset and for better news this week. So let's keep our fingers crossed and pray to the good Lord that right. we have a better week. Joe, how you? Joe, how you doing over there? I'm good. Uh, you know, it was a short week for y'all, but it was a normal week for me. So uh, you know, working and all that shit. But uh, yeah, last week was rough. It was uh, it was rough, uh, especially with everything that happened. Uh, I guess it was Friday night slash early Saturday morning uh, here in Houston. But, uh, you know, we're still here. So, you know, uh, as Tony Montana would say, every day above ground is a good day. So, you know, mm-hmm. of course, he got he got shot a week later because he didn't do that hit. Uh, <laughs> that's another story. But, um, you know, we're just living, so. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of excited to do the episode get this off our chest. I don't think it'll die or this feeling will go away anytime soon. Not until we find out what's actually gonna happen to the individuals involved. You know, that's gonna take forever today because they're gonna drag that shit out as long as they can. Um, you know, we'll find new evidence, they'll concoct evidence. I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for all uh, all angles to play out, see what's gonna happen. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic. Got a new job. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> um, you know, hey, even even with it, you know, 
know, even with the new job, it just kind of like healed my vibe. Like I can't even really be happy about everything. So much, so much work to be done. But um, we're gonna jump right in. We're gonna take a quick break. Um, hope this, these musical musical selections for this particular episode uplift your spirit. Just kind of get you in that mood. Um, we'll be right back. topic and I don't even want to like declare this first one the barbecue pit um, because I feel like the uh, theme of the show is uh, going to be all the controversy that has happened in this week which was hell week I feel like we got hazed out the fucking frame um, so um, the first um, story we want to talk about is um, with Austin Sterling um, let's see that was Tuesday morning in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, um, Alton Sterling became a victim of uh, excessive force by the uh, Baton Rouge Police Department. And the story goes that um, 
Alton was outside of the convenience store selling CDs. And an anonymous source or anonymous call, which turned out, um, as reports have speculated, a homeless person who had approached Alton for some money. And he was like, you know, no. And the guy was persistent. Now, as a person who lives in a urban city with uh, a definite issue of homeless homelessness um sometimes homeless people can be like downright belligerent they can be threatening and you know if the guy according to stories he was persistent okay well then persistent means that he was fucking with him like that to me would mean that there was an imminent threat from this person so Alton was carrying something to protect himself like hey dude like back up off me so the homeless man put in a call stating that he had been written with a gun and so the police doing their job went out to investigate but what ensued after that is not their job and uh, we are left with our first casualty of the week which was Alton Sterling so I'm just gonna open up the floor before I give my take on the matter as to, I mean, I, I know what we're all feeling, but just your moment to say what it is that so, whoever wants to go first.
So um, I just want to approach it from this standpoint. Like we have to have this conversation with our children, um, not just our sons, but our daughters too. Um, Cause Sandra Bland, we still don't know what the fuck happened to her. Um, Rakia Boy. I mean, we just have to have these conversations with our kids, and this shit just burns me up. Cause I have a son too, who's five, and it's hard. It was hard this week to just avoid having that conversation with him because he sees watching it on the news. Um, and he, you know. Thankfully, my, my husband was just like, you know, it's bad people all around us, and even bad cops can be bad people, too. Um, and that's just far as we took it with him, with him being five. But just to know that we're going to have to keep having this conversation over and over and over again, and that's probably going to break his just his spirit period that people out here in the world even the people that are supposed to protect us that's what they're supposed to do protect and serve all people not just the white ones everybody <clears throat> they may kill you for no apparent reason just <laughs> just because you black just because you're threatening quote unquote just because you have a gun or not have a gun i mean Ugh, it just, it makes me so upset. I can sit here and cry about it right now. Um, so, I mean, this this just basically where I want to take it, just that we have to have these conversations with our kids and this shit is not fair. It's not fucking fair. Every time I see something about this on the news, I'm like, damn, I got to experience this shit all over again. So, I'll leave it open. Somebody talk. I take it. I think the real part is what conversation do you have because we've seen situations where police have been able to, uh, to disarm individuals who have done far more, far worse things than just CDs, and they've been able to disable individuals and get them into custody alive. And it just seems like no matter what happens in these situations, and, and it doesn't happen in all situations. But just let's just say that, but. Far too often, we see that there's a fundamental difference between the way blacks are policed and whites are policed. And, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with some of my friends of mine, which is, oh, it's, it's, it's tiring. But, you know, it ended with me saying, like, you have no idea what it feels like to have the experiences on a daily basis, like, to worry about that. Like, when that situation happened, and when you saw it on the news, not one single white person sat back and said, oh my God, now I have to be careful where I carry my gun, or I have to be careful what I do. You don't have to worry about that. That, that doesn't affect like it does us. And so it, it's just something that they can't understand. But when you talk about the conversation that had to be had, like, what do you say? What do you say to the child who watched the video and sees that the young man, that, that this man did not, I mean, you know, he did nothing. They had him, in, they had him a restraint on his back. Somebody was kneeling on his back. Like, where is he going? Right. You got two dudes on your back. If anything, if you need to restrain him or, or, or disable him, you have a taser, you have mace, you have multiple options that you could use before you actually have to pull your gun. But it just seems far too often in these cases, the gun is the first thing we go for. And I think it goes back to the way, you know, we're portrayed in the media. Like we're just, we're, we're all dangerous. Um, and I, 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 I always say this all the time. And uh, a friend of mine noticed it too, but 
to my friends that I hang out with that are white, I'm safe. Like, they see me as a safe black person. You're the safe Negro. Like, one of them always, uh, as an educator, one of them always says that, you know, Ted, you give me hope because, you know, you're doing so much good. But in my mind, I know what that means. You're the good nigga. That means I'm, I'm a good nigga. That, that means I give you hope that all us niggas ain't crazy and we ain't all out here killing each other. You know what I mean? And it's, it's sad. But that's just the way, you know, it, it, things have been set up. Um, in this case, again, what could, what else could he have done? He was restrained. And it, if you watch the video, you hear, you hear two shots, and then there's a pause, and then multiple shots are fired after that. Like, after the first two shots, where's he going? He had him on the ground already. You shot him, he ain't getting up. I'm pretty sure if he was carrying a gun, it was either a, a minimum of 40 caliber. Two rounds of 40 calories in your chest, you are not going nowhere. And then you file three, four more rounds after that. I mean, you can't tell me it's not excessive. But then what infuriates me is that when 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 you're asked about it, you say that you felt you were justified. I mean, and you know, I, I hate to jump ahead, but you know, now we got some, all this other stuff going on, but I, I hadn't said this out loud, but I'm sure everybody's thinking it, but what do you expect from a, from a group of people who are falsely policed, harassed, and have to deal with this on a daily basis? What do you expect after a while? What do you think they're gonna do? David Banner had a video uh, floating around on Facebook that was really interesting because he said the two things that white people uh, would respect or listen to only two things. First is loss of finance and the other is loss of life. Until one of the other two happened, he said they don't listen. And, and I mean, and I'm not, opponent of violence, but what do you expect them to do after a while? After a while, when they watch videos where people are clearly being murdered on camera, and we go to a justice system that says they're justified, and it doesn't happen not once, not twice, not three times, but four, five, six times. These there have been times in the last two years that we know of or know the case. Right. These people will be justified in killing, and then, you know, these kids, adults, whoever, there'll be there'll be another hashtag or based on a t-shirt. And that's it. And, and their family got to live with it. You know, that would be white kids, that wouldn't be happening. That there would be a fundamental change in the way police are trained. Uh, it wouldn't happen. And so it's just sad that what do you expect the people to do when they watch as their family and friends are being murdered and nothing is being done? After a while, you start to become enraged. And what happens after that? People black out. The dude in DC, I don't, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with shooting police because, I mean, not all police are bad. Those might be good guys. They have, they got families at home, people that, at home that, that lean on them and depend on them. And just like Alton's son was crying on camera, you got those, those, the, 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 the kids of those police officers gonna be crying too. I mean, so it doesn't solve anything. But again, America caused this. You let it happen. Not once, not twice, but like Nisha said, seven times. Somebody up top has to stop, step in and say, you know what, this is getting out of hand. We're, we're creating a, a system that's forcing people to become rappers. Um, the last thing that I'm gonna be done, but I was watching another video too, uh, and these people were talking about how um, how America kind of like perpetuates this, this this radical feeling in their, in their uh, minorities in, their, in, the, in this country. But it's like, the guy gave an example. He said, if you have a kid who's Muslim who grew up here in America, he grew up Muslim. And you got a guy like Donald Trump who's running for president who's bashing Muslims and saying, you know, we need to put them all on a register and monitor them. We can't let any more in because they're dangerous. Like, this kid 
grew up in this country, feels like he's an American. He's listening to this guy who possibly could be his next president say these things about his people. How, how hard do you think it would be for a group like ISIS to radicalize their kids now? Not very hard at all, especially when, you, when, when he goes to school and people are looking at him differently now. And, you know, he's being treated differently when he goes places like the airport. We set this up. We set it up. We're supposed to be the big melting pot. We really don't think melting pot. We like to pick out what we want in our soup. Take the onions out. Get rid of these tomatoes over here. You know? I don't like that. I don't eat that. That ain't for me. I'm allergic. Right. So, I mean, good old America. I, I feel like I feel like it would. It hadn't been long ago that we had this same conversation about Mike Brown. I think we did a show about Mike Brown a while back. It creeped up a year ago because it was in August of 2015. 14 years. I mean, so I don't, I don't know. It's, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, and it was almost uh almost a year ago right now we were talking about Sandra Bland on the show. So I mean that's coming up if it's not here already. And uh yeah, you were talking about Muslims Ted. We were talking about our man on the show. Mm-hmm. You know, making that clock in in uh you know, right outside of Dallas. So you know, I, what killed me about the situation, I mean, there was a lot of stuff, but what got to me was, was it was two cops on, on Alton Sterling, and they were big boys. I mean, they weren't small guys, and they had him restrained, and they fired on him at point-blank range. I mean, he, the gun was literally a couple of feet away from his chest, and they just murdered him execution style like it was nothing. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, no nothing. Just, just, you know, bang, bang, bang. And then pause and shot again. I mean, that was just that. I, I mean, I just had a bunch of emotions behind it. And uh, and then to see his son, you, know, you touched on his son at the press conference the day after. And I mean, it, the moms are up there trying to, you know, talk and. And the son is just bawling his eye, crying for his, for his daddy. You know, all he wanted was his dad. His daddy was out trying to, you know, trying to make a living, trying to sell CDs. His daddy could have been doing any number of things, you know. And uh, that leads me to, uh, I guess, my final point, because I'm going to make it short. But um, people in the media and, of course, uh, people on social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, have this habit of when these shootings happen is they want to dig up people's criminal history as if that had any bearing to do with a cop restraining a guy and firing bullets in his chest at point-blank range. You know, whatever happened in Alton Sterling's past as far as his criminal history goes, that was in his past. There's no need to bring up stuff that happened in 1998. This is 2016. You know, we're dealing with what happened the day of the incident. The day of the incident, police were called. He was tased. Everything's on camera. You know, he they held him down. He was, he you know, quote unquote, he had a gun, quote unquote. Didn't find a gun or the gun was in his pocket or whatever. There's still a bunch of BS behind that. But the point is they had him restrained and they fired bullets in his chest. You know, and so you have to deal with what happened. I mean... You know, we'll, I know we'll talk about, you know, I guess the other uh, one of the other shootings this week, which still gets to me because we're we're describing it as one of the other shootings. And, you know, but that's another that's another story. But, you know, we talk about 
you know, the cops are, are and, and these killings happen and it's some and some of these people don't have criminal records. You know, there's no mug there's no previous mug shots. So what's your argument for that? You know, there there is no justification. There's no justification. even if he had just got out of jail for, you know, shooting up a golf or a golf course or some shit like that. It has no justification for cops to hold this kid down, this guy down and and, and shoot him execution style. You know, even when even when prisoners get get the uh, get execution executed, you know, firing range, firing squad, uh, they're fifty yards away. They're not two feet away from them. So I mean, it was just it was real inhumane. It was real fucked up, and and you know, I'm just I, I mean, prayers out to his family, and and, and you know, uh, and the sad part is is. Uh, not one because it was in Louisiana, and two because it was a it was a it was a cop thing. Probably nothing will, will ever happen with it. And this is the other thing. You know, my last point: we're so desensitized for to these situations because we know that you know all the evidence is there. They're going to have a trial. Nine times out of ten, they're going to get acquitted, and they're going to go back to their jobs. You know, it's just the whole thing is just uh, frustrating. So, uh, Nisha, what you got? Well, listening to everyone, I'm kind of first. I'm like Bridget. I've not watched videos at all this week. I feel like there's that's not gonna help. Like me seeing something that I know happens and has been happening, and you know, I think I in my mind I was just reeling off of like the um, the hearings with the Freddie Gray cases and just thinking about that and thinking about like I I can't but I do try and put my head in the minds of the families like that kind of grief that kind of hurt like my mom used to say it's a different type of grief if someone dies like they're sick or something versus if someone's life is taken by someone else like that's a whole different type of grief that that person goes through, that family goes through. And this man, like, I was just like sitting here listening to everyone and we're thinking about it and we're talking about that. It makes me go back to thinking about Chunks and thinking about what he could have been doing and what someone decided to see in him versus why we couldn't see that in all Why we couldn't see that as an individual trying to provide a way for his family. Like, oh, he's selling CDs. What do you, are you assuming they're bootleg CDs? Like we don't, first like we don't even know what kind of CDs he's selling. But all of a sudden that's not the life he's supposed to be living. He's supposed to have a job, what kind of job is selling CDs. A legal job? <laughs> I mean, he could be doing something different. Or it could be that a system that's designed to not let him or allow him to succeed is keeping him down and he's just trying to find a way out of no way. Which, bye. That's what we always do. Like we always have been a people to find a way out of no way. My mama, my grandma could have like a local bread. She could make that shit into a full course meal, okay? Like that's what we do. We survive, but I'm telling you, it comes a time, it comes a point where there is a breaking point where people are tired of trying to survive. Especially if I look over and I see my counterpoint who got less education than me, less sense than I do, less whatever, making it ahead of me. It's kind of like, what's the point? What's the difference? Oh, it's my skin color, that's the difference. And that's, in most cases, the only difference. 
why is it that my skin is threatening? Why is it that my color is threatening? I'm not saying that because I'm bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> It don't matter. They still it don't matter. It, it is. It, at the end of the day, I am. I'm a black girl. A black man shot by a white cop. How many times have you seen that headline? How many times? And we keep having the conversation about excessive force. And every time we have the conversation about excessive force and the fact that black lives matter, we always got to hear this bullshit on the other end. Well, all lives matter. Bitch, ain't nobody said that. I'm so, I'm so tired of the breakdown of what black lives matter means versus all lives matter and how just fucked up that shit is because if all lives matter, we wouldn't be having this fucking conversation to begin with. Like, I'm just, I'm over it. It's frustrating. But to the point of Austin, it's just not right. It's just not right, but us discussing it is only helping us. It won't help the family. It's not helping them with their grief. It's not helping the, um, it's not helping the conversation. It's not helping the progression. I don't care how many times a black person tries to educate a white person or other person all the time. A black lives matter versus all lives matter. That shit is getting convoluted and it's getting lost. And the more we talk about it, I feel like we turning blue in the face. Shit, we will be blue. Then will we matter? Blue lives matter. Will we matter then? <laughs> Just saying, like, will we matter at that point? I think that, and to end it, because I feel like I got more for our next one than I did for this one, because this one is just all too familiar, it's all too prevalent, it happens all the fucking time. I saw something where people said that, or it was on Twitter, and it was like a Twitter clip of, you know, people choose to be cops. You know, we don't choose to be black. So the fact that you're saying blue lives matter is totally disrespectful to the point of black lives matter because we didn't choose to be black, it's but you chose to be a cop. Like you can change that, you can become a pediatrician. I wouldn't want you operating on me if I with me, but you have a choice. So, <laughs> I don't want you bagging my shit because if you throw my shit down next to that, my eggs come up cracked. All right. But you just gotta, like, I'm, I'm over the conversation of Blue Lives Matter. I'm, I'm, and, and I'm over the dismissal of the fact that Black Lives Matter. I'm sick and tired of it. Like, um, before I leave this one, though, shout out to Issa Rae for starting to oh, go find yes. me for the children of Austin Sterling because she yes, said did. that she was just tired but she wanted to do something and she knew that it wouldn't make much of a difference, but it did and the outpour, I went on there and me, I'm a lurker, there were celebrities giving $500,000, Issa was giving out for each one, she was matching that shit, I was like, wow. come on through, come on through. And then she recognized that it was not going to replace their father, and no, by no means, she was. She just wanted to do something, because her heart willed her to do something. So shout out to you. We definitely love you and appreciate you. Appreciate people like you. You know, just thank you. So, <sighs> any more thoughts? Oh, man. I mean, we got some more, but to just close it out. So um, to all the cops out there, if you don't like the job, like please don't, please. Uh, just like like me see like I work in education. When I went to school, you know, I didn't know exactly what I was getting myself into, but I knew it was a lot of stuff that I possibly could be exposed to. Crazy parents. My second year, my second year in education, I had to oh, damn near wrestle a dude to the ground who was on campus drunk to the door. Damn. 
and we wouldn't we wouldn't release her to him because we knew we could smell he was drunk and he didn't need to be driving in the car. Like in the mind, we, we, we almost went to blows when he left. I mean, when I signed my contract, I I, I, I didn't you know think about stuff like that, but I know that it possibly could be part of the job. But you do your job. And I do my job anyway. When you sign to be a police officer, you know the shit's hard. You know it's dangerous. You know you might have to take a couple shots being thrown your way. It's part of the job. I mean, no other job do they give you bulletproof vests in a nine millimeter. <laughs> so you know your job is tough, and I'm not 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 dissing anything that y'all do, or you know, trying to diminish how hard your job is because we know how hard it is. Yes, and but we because, it, right? But because it's hard, it don't mean that you need to overexert your authority and force in every situation to keep yourself safe. That's the reason why y'all are trained every year, and y'all go to those conferences and stuff because things come up. So and I'm sure they do the police officers the same way. So I'm 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 out of fucking excuses. Yeah. I'm and, out of. Them. Let's get back. I, I want to see the days we get back to real policing where you get out of the car and walk around the neighborhood and get to know the people that you that you in the neighborhood that you police. Like, it's easy to ride around your car all day and, and feel calls and then go home. But right. man, when you get to know the people in your neighborhood, then you'll see them start trusting you. People don't trust nobody they don't know. Especially when they find home. And that's just real talk. Mm-hmm. You know, black folks don't trust the cops. All right. For nothing. All right, we're going to round this on out and we'll be back.
and we are back um and we're just moving right along um and we're gonna talk about philando castile um and we're gonna call him phil for short and um not even 24 hours after we heard about um alton sterling um phil was shot um in st paul Minnesota. Minnesota. I was gonna say Minneapolis. Lord help me. <laughs> Minnesota. Um, and his girlfriend. Well, they were pulled over because of a broken tail light, which happened to not be broken. Um, and the girlfriend, Diamond. What's her first name? Lavish Reynolds. Um, she just happened to pull out her phone. Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. Yeah, you heard right. Uh huh. Diamond. Lavish <laughs> Reynolds. Lavish Diamond Reynolds. Oh, Lavish Diamond Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And she goes by Diamond Reynolds though, right? Correct. She's a very smart woman. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> um, and she just happened to pull out her phone and uh, decided to put the incident on Facebook Live, which child i wouldn't even had foresight to even think that far hell we couldn't even figure out how to work facebook live at the damn concert but anyway that's another story um she happened to capture the shit the murder on facebook live um when the cop shot philando in the chest and uh the their four-year-old just happened to be in the back seat uh Philando was a cafeteria manager at a local uh, school. He was loved by everyone, even the kids, even the parents. He happened to know all of the um, all the kids who had food allergies. He knew everybody that had a food allergy um, and what they were allergic to without even looking at the sheet. It was like 500, 500 students or something. Um, he did not have a history of just I, this don't even make a difference but i'm just bringing this shit up because <laughs> people you know they try you know when pe- they when folks get shot they try to find shit on them and they really couldn't find anything on this guy he was just an upstanding guy um so let's just go go <laughs> just go well i mean like you said bridget he was he was an upstanding guy. I mean, all the kids at the school loved him. Uh, parents loved him. Uh, he was loved in the in that in that particular part of the community. You can tell it, but just by the outpouring, um, you know, kids, you know, making cars for him and leaving them at a little, uh, you know, makeshift memorial uh, for him. Um, you know, he he told the cop he had a gun on him. He had his concealed handgun license. You know, he did everything right. And he still was murdered in front of his girlfriend and in front of the daughter. You know, we still hadn't heard a word from the NRA about this. You know, usually when, you know, they're they're the first ones to champion, you know, gun, you know, gun control and, you know, for the Second Amendment and this, that or the other. Well, this guy, he did everything by the book that you would want to want to have done as far as him being a gun owner. And it didn't help. He told the cop he had a gun before, you know, when they when he was pulled over. 
he he was registered with the state of Minnesota for having a gun, for having a, a having a being able to possess a concealed handgun. He did everything right, and it still didn't help. And you know, we talk about we talk about hypocrisy, and it's like people want to bend the rules for them when it's convenient for them. People want to want to further their agenda when it's when it's convenient for them, but not for everybody. You know, it's only in certain situations. And, you know, for, you know, we, we talked about before the girlfriend to have the, the wherewithal to even put this on Facebook Live, um, you know, while all of this was going on, um, you know, I couldn't tell you how many times I've been, you know, pulled over, um, you know, sometimes rightly, you know, back in the past for speeding or whatever. And, you know, sometimes just because I was black, driving in part of town or whatever. but. I never thought about putting it, putting it on like Instagram or Snapchat or Facebook or whatever, you know. So, yeah, I, my main thing was to just, you know, say yes, sir, no, sir, give my license and, and hope I'm able to drive away. Um, but just for her to, to do that, you know, was just just really kind of speaks to her courage and, you know, just, yeah, just, just, just the... Just, just prayers out to to, to, to the family and and, and uh, to everybody that knew him and you know um, it, it, it was just a sad situation and and the tail the video the tail light wasn't even broken so you know it's it, it's just frustrating. Yeah. Um, I think my only like concern outside of the fact that um, Phil was your quote unquote your 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 good nigga. You know, <laughs> he lived right, he lived by the rules, he was able to obtain a permit to carry, notify the officer that he had the permit and that he was carrying a concealed weapon and was obliging with the stop even though it was unjust that they were having the stop in the first place that there is no reaction from the conservatives about, you know, his rights or why is his why his life doesn't matter anymore. And furthermore, I am so fucking pissed off at the media, not that I didn't expect anything less from you guys, but to dig up the fact that he had had 63 traffic stops. Okay. So, and, and, I mean, just what that got to do with... I, 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 right. For no reason. What what does that have to do with the price of tea in China? Like absolutely, positively nothing. And the ignorance of and I, there's a lot of Facebook friends lost. Mm -hmm. Really don't care. I've been holding my tongue for a very long time because I do have white friends, and I'm trying to respect where you guys come from. But I mean, the shit has gotten really out of hand. But we go. who's doing everything by the letter of the law, who's attempting to have the same rights as whites, 
but they just don't apply to him. So when people again talk about the All Lives Matter, because I like bringing this up because I just want to kind of like bring this on home. They didn't matter for him because you guys get to have those rights to do that. So like that's my, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just slowly trying to poke holes in this because there's really no logic. And the more I talk about this, and if we do have listeners that uh, felt that all lives matter, they don't. And until you become a part of that situation, well, I can guarantee you, Austin didn't think he was gonna be a casualty. Phil didn't think he was gonna be a casualty. No one ever feels like it's going to happen to them, but it is real life. Like I wear every time my husband walks out this house, when he goes out to enjoy himself, that somebody's going to pick him and be like, it's you. I thought that's you. You know, it, it's like, it's <clears throat> really, y'all really have got to like, y'all don't understand. And then for the women, it's always got to be a sister that is like so fucking left with her feminism like sister realized they're not marching and fighting for you. It ain't about us right now. That doesn't mean that our lives are not inclusive. They're not. But that's not, it's not about us right now. It's about Phil. It's about Austin. It's about our men because they're being targeted. I can fight my own fight. I've been fighting my own fight. That's a different conversation for a different time, but that's all how you continue to like, we need to come together. Like, we really need to come together. Don't use this opportunity to exploit your platform. Use this opportunity to band together and we can come together and talk about our differences after we get over this first huddle. We're never gonna get over the first huddle if we keep dividing ourselves. So like, keep that shit out of the paint right now. I'm not saying it's not important, I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but keep that shit out of the paint because that we too much time wasted doing that because while we're doing that and we're breaking it down and saying, well, you know, well, they not, they don't care about us like that. Okay, then you deal with that. You talk about that. You have that dialogue, you have that conversation, but not right now, not in the open, not out, because I guarantee you that's what white people are looking for to happen. Kids. Say it again. So, it's just, I know it's one of those things like, I can't believe you said that, but that's the reality of it. Like that's seriously the reality of it. Yes, we don't get our we don't get the same respect, but we all kind of in this boat together. You either go use that fucking or we all go sing together. So you need to make up your mind exactly what it is you want to do. Well, to the jam. Turn up, Ted. Man, uh, uh, I'm like Nisha. When, you see, when people bring up the All Lives Matter thing, I can't do anything but shake my head because now one single white person again stops and thinks and watches that video and says to themselves, that could be me. That's not your word. And then on that, every black mama in the continental U.S. was calling their baby to find out where he was and to tell him to be safe. My, mama called, my mom called me and the first thing she said was, Tedrick, now I know, I know you're going to be mad when I say it, but I don't want you to wear your gun anymore. Because I, I take my gun everywhere. I take my gun everywhere. Uh, I keep it concealed. Nobody really knows, but I always got my gun. 
But my mom watched that video, and the first thing she thought about was that could be my son because she knows I'm gonna comply. She knows I'm gonna do what I'm, what I'm supposed to do. But what do you tell my mom when she watches a video where a young man did exactly what he was supposed to do and he still ended up being? What do you tell my mom? And so that's why all lives don't matter because if you white, you know white boys got rifles in the back of their truck, they go hunting and mud, out here deer hunting, they got shotguns. Man, pistols, but that it may talk bad to the police. <laughs> they can do whatever they want, and they don't have their word. And that's why all lives don't matter. Um, for Philando, I mean, I thought it was heartbreaking. The thing that really got me in his situation was, aside from the fact that his daughter was on the back seat, it was hearing the kids from the school talk about him and how how such an awesome person person he was. Um, I mean, one little boy got and said, talked about how nice he was in the cafeteria. He always gave kids extra food. They were hungry. Like, come on, dog. He was out here doing good. Doing good. I mean, that really makes you mad. Like, and when you see young white kids, that's the, that's the awesome thing that I love. Because kids don't see color. They just know Austin is the cool dude in the cafeteria was hooking me up with food. You know? And to see these kids, like, they were losing it because this man was gone. And, you know, I hate that he had to be a martyr, but if anybody had to be a martyr, I think that's a perfect place to start because that's an avenue for those parents to have to sit down and discuss this issue with their kids to explain that, hey, because he was black, he was targeted by the police, you know? And black people deal with those things in this country. That's a perfect place to start that conversation with your kids. Because I, I, I hope this next generation of white kids or future adults can understand and, and kind of, you know, understand the plight of the black man and woman in this country. Because right now, they don't really understand. Uh, they, I think they like to be ignorant to it, and it makes them comfortable to not have to face it. Uh, I made a Facebook post earlier this week that kind of rubbed a few people the wrong way, but I, I talked about how, you know, when we got uh, terrorist attacks in, in Paris, uh, we shoot uh, gorillas, uh, or specifically here in Memphis, we're trying to save the Greens Ward, which is a big ass lawn <laughs> that white people don't want people parking their cars on. Right. Like, people yeah, will band together for that, they will put up signs, they will flood your Facebook timeline with all that bullshit. Using paper. Man. From the environment that you're trying it's to protect. Right. Yeah, okay. But, okay. Yeah, right. but a black man loses his life and then there's silence. And so when I made that post, one of my friends, um, she's white. And, and I'm gonna tell you, she's cool as hell. Like, you know, I don't think she's racist by any means. I've been in her house multiple times, hung out with her and her husband. And they actually, they've been victims of, uh, of prejudice before her husband is uh, Israel. They actually went to Bar Lou one time and uh, they got into it with the waiter, and the waiter went back and told his manager that they written the place with a bomb. Had them escorted out. So I know that she understands what it feels like to be discriminated against, yes. Um, but she commented on my page when I made the post about, you know, where were all my, you know, my, uh, my white friends, you know, who support everything else, where were they now? And she said that, you know, well, maybe we're just, you know, confused and we're trying to, you know, understand the situation and we're just as sad as everyone else. And I get that. I get you sad. But I got it. Right. I, I, I got you were sad when the terrorist attack happened in, in Paris. 
but it you wasted no time changing your Facebook profile picture to uh, the colors of the flag with your with your face on. You know, a country that don't respect you as an American. I just need that to be known. Exactly. They don't give a fuck about you. Exactly. You know, I mean, we quit to run to to, to the cause of everybody else, but people you work with side by side every day, whose kids' pictures you like. You know, who, who you go to lunch with at work. I mean, you can't say nothing. Like, there's absolutely something you can say. You can say it's wrong. And, and the one thing I want people to understand, especially white people, is that this doesn't change until everybody realizes it's gay. That it, it, it shouldn't happen. Black people can be mad all day long. We've been mad. We've been mad. <laughs> and you see where it's gotten us. No justice. We're still fighting for the same, you know, trying to get the same justice that we've been trying to get since God knows when, um, and it still hadn't come from. But until your people realize that it's wrong and you decide to stand up and say, hey, if, if, if they have to deal with injustice, then we all have to deal with injustice. Until they have we're going to be in the same situation. That's why it's important for white people to stand up and say, you know what, we got to band together. Um, a homeboy might send me an article, and I'm going to send it to y'all later on. We could tweet this article too, but it was a an article that a friend of his wrote. Uh, she's a photographer and she takes pictures of the kids. But she did a, a she did an article and it's called um, uh, I think she's like Black people. I don't want to be your ally, but it's actually a really good article. It's talking about how um, you know white people are always so uh, all of a sudden always so silent when these things happen, and it's important that they speak up. And she goes like with this long this takes. I'll, I'll give it to Bridget. You can post it on the Twitter, on the Twitter page. Okay. But it's an awesome article. But uh, other than that, man, I just, you know, I hate we hear again. And I hate in, 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 in his case, in Lando's case, I mean, damn, you might get everything right. Everything. That's the thing. So it's like now, what's your excuse? We do everything right. We do everything by the law. We do everything by the book. Everything you said we should have been doing with Alton, with Trayvon, with Eric Gardner. We're saying the blame. We're saying the blame. So we're mouthy. too mouthy. So we comply. We do everything right. But our rights, we still don't have the same rights as you. And then you wonder why we say Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I think it's just troubling. Kind of scary. Kind of scared that it's the end of the world if Miss Gingrich starts to agree with me. <laughs> like, I just, I don't know if y'all got that. <laughs> I saw it. I, I dropped my phone when I read that. <laughs> I was like, who? We got two new slant <laughs> nukes. Like Kevin Hart said, it's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I read, and I read and I was like, what? Right. You exactly. have niggas come. You have niggas come and quote nukes and niggas. Right. <laughs> exactly. No. Um. Any final thoughts? Yeah, I have some more thoughts. Go ahead. Um, and yeah. you kind of talked about it a little bit. Um, and I just want to say that it's not just white people that are silent. I mean, and white people have been silent, but black people tend to be a little critical. Um, and what I mean by that, Anisha already talked about it, that, you know, Phil did everything right. And a lot, I've seen a lot of black people, you know, if if you didn't talk crazy to the police, if you didn't have, a, you know, an unregistered gun, if, if we ain't around here killing ourselves, then the police wouldn't kill us. That's a bunch of goddamn bullshit. Stop that. Stop that. Stop. That shit gets on my nerves so bad. Phil did everything right. He he complied. 
and like he said everything, he was like, hey, I got a gun, it's registered, and he still got shot. Another thing I want to talk about is um, I saw people were um, criticizing his fiance, his girlfriend, it doesn't matter, his significant other, um, about her posting on Facebook and her not comforting her daughter when um, Phil got shot. Everybody has an idea about what they would do if they were in that situation, but your ass ain't been in that damn situation. Shut your ass up. You don't know what you would do, period. Talking about she should have comforted her daughter, she shouldn't have put it on Facebook. If the shit went on Facebook, we wouldn't have known about it. I guarantee you the shit wouldn't have got to play on, you know, news stations across America about it. It just would have been another headline. So, I mean, all of this, all of these things about what she should have done, what, what she could have done and all this other shit. Shut up, be quiet. You don't know what you would have done in this situation. We already said, we just talked about it before um, we started recording this segment. I wouldn't have had the foresight to men like, put this on Facebook Live. I'm just thinking, I just want to hurry up and get out of this situation so I won't end up dead. Every time I get pulled over by the police, that's what I'm thinking in the back of my mind. I have severe anxiety, like, dude, I just want to get out of this situation so I can go on by my day. And she just was like, let me put this on Facebook Live. I don't know what's going to happen. And unfortunately, her significant other died. And you know what I'm saying? We're talking about it right now. So, you know, that's just two of the things that I wanted to bring up. Um, any other thoughts, questions? I mean, we got some more thoughts because we got some more shit to talk about <laughs> that happened on Thursday. But any other thoughts? I feel like this is a Mary J. Blige, that song Seven Days. Dog, Seven Up. No, that's this Tony Braxton. Yeah, Seven Up Days. What's like Monday? And then Tony Yeah! Tuesday. She's on Thursday. She's just like Groundhog's Day. Right. It's like, It's been a long ass week. But we'll come back with our final segment and just stay tuned. All my life I has to fight, nigga All my life I Hard times like, yeah Bad trips like, yeah Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up But if God got us, then we gon' be alright Nigga, we gon' be alright Nigga, we gon' be alright We gon' be alright Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright And when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down One Mac 11 even boom with the face down Skimming, now let me tell you about my life Painkillers only put me in a twilight With pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy Tell them all to come and get me, reaping everything I sow So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearings On my record, I'm a motherfucking gangsta in silence for the record uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late Boys and girls, I think I've gone great Trying to side my faces all day Won't you please believe when I say When you know we've been hurt, been down before Nigga, when our pride was low Looking at the world like where do we go Nigga, and we hate poor poor Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure 
Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we gon' be alright Motherfucker, you can live with them all. I can see the evil, I can tell it. I know it's illegal, I don't think about it. I deposit every other zero. Thinking of my partner, put the candy painting on a Rico. Digging in my pocket, ain't a profit big enough to feed you every day. My logic, get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your Chico. Ah! I don't talk about it, be about it. Every day I seek you. If I got it, then you know you got it. Heaven, I can reach you. Pet dog, pet dog, pet dog, my dog, that's all. Pick back and chat, I trapped them back for y'all. I rap, I black on tracks, so rest assured. My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God. When you know. We been hurt, been down before Nigga, when our pride was low Looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate poor poor Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we gon' be alright all right. Nigga, we gon' be alright Nigga, we gon' be alright We gon' be alright Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright In my prayers, I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same, abusing my power full of resentment, resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me, so I went running for answers. And we are back. And you just heard the vocal stylings of Bridget. Thank you so much for bringing us back. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we're trying to have some fun over this, you know, this past week, a little bit anyway. But um, anyway, <laughs> we're going to talk this next segment about the incident in Dallas with the shooting. Um, for those who uh, haven't kept up, I'm sure it's probably maybe two of you, but you know, for everybody who hasn't caught up, um, there was a shooting in Dallas in the middle of a protest, which was by and large was a peaceful protest. Um, you know, most of the, the protesters and, and cops period were saying how peaceful it was. Everybody was pretty much organized, orderly, this, that, or the other. But there was a lone shooter who decided that he wanted to I guess for, I don't know what his reason is where that hasn't really been made clear, uh, although there was supposedly a, a manifesto that has been revealed. But um, he decided to uh, shoot cops and he ended up shooting and killing five and ended up uh, injuring several, several others in the middle of this uh, protest in downtown Dallas. Um, they did eventually corner the, the shooter, who was later identified as Micah Johnson, who was a former uh, Army reservist. Um, they cornered him. Uh, apparently, and this is according to the police reports, 
Um, we're trying to negotiate with him, get him to surrender, um, you know, put his gun down, this, that, or the other. He wasn't compliant, so they decided to deploy a robot with a that was carrying a bomb and blow him up. So um, this whole incident certainly leaves a lot of questions. Um, you know, certainly I have a few myself, and I'm sure everybody else does. But let's just kick it around the room before the uh, before Google craps out on us again. So, guys, uh, what are your thoughts on on this uh, situation? I guess I'll go first again. Um, <laughs> um, like Joel said, the the protest was peaceful. Um, they even said that the police officers that were there were taking pictures with the protesters. You know, it was just pretty much cool the whole you know the whole protest and then all of a sudden shots rang out um and the guy just thought i'm just gonna say the guy because i believe uh, we'll get to that later but um someone starts shooting or targeting cops um and end up killing five um, and uh, it was just, that night was just crazy. It was just a whole lot of misinformation. And in the time of um, Twitter or just social media, period, I mean, it's just hard to kind of keep up with what was really going on because they had put, they had put it on uh, another guy who was protesting um, and he was carrying a, a you know, the big, the big, Gun. I don't know what a rifle or some shit. Yeah, I could say. Um, and they put it on him and said he was one of the uh, the guys that was shooting. Um, they even had Dallas had ran with the story. They had put the man picture up, and um, you know we on Twitter like, hey, it ain't that dude. He was down there protesting with the folks, and then he was down there when the shots rang out. So how could he be the one that you know was shooting at the cops? Um, but yeah, it was just, that night was just fucking crazy. And all I kept thinking to myself was, this is really gonna take away from what happened earlier this week and it's gonna be focused on these cops. Not saying that I'm not sad for the cops that were shot. That's been just very, very sad. But I just kept thinking that now these racist ass white folks don't really have some shit to say. It's just gone. <laughs> they gonna have some shit to say. They gonna be like, that's why the cops kill these black people because they are dangerous. I mean, I just saw it going way fucking well. Um, and for the most part, it has. It just, it's gone really crazy. So, um, like I said, I'm sorry for the cops that were shot. Um, this, I, I really have questions about this guy that has been blown up by RD, R2-D2. <laughs> Bruh, a goddamn robot blew this man up. I've never heard of such shit in my goddamn life. Has anybody else heard of this? Yeah. No, but we can't, you can't be flying cars. The Jets have said by the year 19... <laughs> <laughs> we both have flying cars and shit. We got robots, artificial life, blowing up niggas. We got Wally blowing up motherfuckers in the goddamn garage. <laughs> I was thinking about that old movie, uh, Short Circuit. What was it? Johnny Five. Johnny. 
25 alive. <laughs> None of this shit makes sense to me. Maybe it's just me and I'm being a conspiracy theorist, but it just don't make sense to me. That's really, really crazy. To me, if the point of the incident, um, and it is unfortunate that lives are lost, um, and we don't want to minimize that at all. You know, um, these people were fathers, husbands, brothers, you know, and, and it's, it's sad when any situation like this happens, but it did, uh, it did, this, the movement did take a significant hit um, because it happened during a protest, which was peaceful. There ain't no pre-peaceful, it was, it was peaceful. peaceful. And it was wrapping up, which means that they were ending, that it was over when this person decided to you know, inflict um, this damage. But I would think that if it was a person that was really fed up and was really frustrated and they were trying to be logical and, you know, tactical in their, in what they were trying to do, they wouldn't choose this movement to engage the harm because they would understand the ramifications of it. So. And you can call me a conspiracy theorist, but I just think that that's not the time and place that the person would engage in that kind of combat. Maybe a different type of, of situation, but it just, it was more detrimental to the movement. And then I think the ignorance of people saying, well, I know that's not a black man. And, and, and we still don't know. We, we oh, still don't know. That but that's just her. not, that's not the, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the, thought process of people, just like when Mark Hughes was walking with his permit to carry and, you know, Texas is an open carry state and he was carrying his rifle where people were like, that's gotta be him. Because black people don't carry rifles. And I mean, nigga, I don't know. I ain't never been to Texas, but I know niggas is down there blaze, guns blazing, blazing saddles, the Magnificent Seven, whatever the fuck y'all do down there. <laughs> But it's just, I can tell you right now, I don't see that shit. You don't see it? Um, you I see, see white folks talking carry, but I don't see no black folks carry. Okay. Well, Mark could have been an unusual kind. Yeah, he, he was the exception, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> In a lot of ways. So, maybe because his white friends did, he thought he could too. I don't know. We're not even going to go there. The point is that I just think that. There's a lot more to the story, and, and unfortunately, there's a lot that we're never gonna know about it. So it's just kind of like, we can take this with a grain of salt. It's unfortunate that whatever the point of this was, that people's lives were lost in the, in the crossfire, for whatever bullshit tactics or whatever, whatever the point was supposed to be. If the point was to assemble Black Lives Matter, it didn't work. And the fact that you sacrificed five lives and endangered a host of others to get that point across, you know what I mean? That's some bullshit. So again, we, I'm not minimizing the loss. I wouldn't minimize the loss, but then I don't want you to minimize Alton or Phil either. That's the point. That's the point. Like at the end of the day, their lives, these police officers' lives, this is their choice. They decide to go out and, and, and 
we had a police officer here that was ran over on Bill Street. We feel like that's your choice. Like, it's not your choice to die. It's your choice to go out and protect and serve. And we commend them and we thank them every single day for protecting my yellow life. I appreciate you all that. But, I mean, we can't minimize the excessive force just because your lives or these lives are lost does not take away from the fact that earlier in the week, these officers were out here doing some fuckboy shit. Like, you cannot take away from that. Don't do that. Do not do that. Because you're missing the point. You're completely missing the point. And if you come to me with some fuckboy shit, fuck some deleting. I'm gonna go goddamn. I got some, I got some people. I know some people that's gonna get your phone turned off, that's gonna give you a 525 <laughs> credit score. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> Don't fuck with me. Do not fuck with me. Don't fuck with my credit score. I work too hard to get that job. Your ass won't get in an apartment in a project. Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> in these streets. What my Jennifer Lewis said? Don't, don't, I don't want nobody fucking with me in these streets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck with me. Ain't nobody got time <laughs> for that. <laughs> do, do. Ain't nobody got, <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. Listen, Jennifer Lewis is a natural trick. And <laughs> my favorite time, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure it's weak. I, I hate if Dallas had to happen to again it minimizes what we're trying to do. Um but big thing to remember is that those were the actions of a lone one lone gunman. And don't try to paint this as the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, um, they're radicals and they're they're violent. That was one person. Um, police hate when you paint them as all being bad cops. So you can't paint all the protesters. Protesters as being bad protesters. That was one person. One person out of thousands of people. Uh, it sucks. It does. But, I mean, uh, it sucked at Alton and Philando Bl- uh, had to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it all sucks. Um, we just move forward and try to do better. I like that. Mm. When you know better, you better do better, goddammit. I think that it's a, ultimately it's a harsh reality. Like, let's say you know you're wrong. Like, for example, I love you. It's like, you know, you know, fucked up some shit and you trying to talk your way through it. Like, in the middle of you trying to talk through it, you are just a click in your head, man. I was really wrong. I really fucked up. But you too far gone in. You can't trying to come, but you can't turn back now. <laughs> I think that's where white people go sometimes. They too far in. You know, they really, you know, what's that wrong? That's it. I can't let them know that I know what's wrong. Like, it's a, I'm here to tell you it's okay. Niggas like me have fucked up a lot. And I think that one of the biggest lessons, like one of those, the, the grown up lessons is accountability. And it's okay to say, you know what? I was really wrong in my logic of thinking. You're actually right. Where do I go from here? Or I really don't understand this. Where do I go from here? I'm really sympathetic. Like, it's okay. And be vocal. I don't even want you to be silent, but I would love to know where someone stands. Like, if, if it ain't no going back, like, you feel this way, okay. Fine. 
I ain't fucking with you. You can't make me fuck with you. I, I don't have to talk to you. I ain't gonna be ugly to you, but I ain't got to deal with you. And you ain't got to deal with me no more either. And that's fine. That's completely okay. There are billions of people on this goddamn planet we call Earth. I will find a fucking other, okay? It's fine. That's fine. But we can no longer continue to ignore or be silent about the excessive force and police brutality when it is limited comparison to black men and women. Cannot and, and it's just a it's beyond a conversation because you got people out here ready to retaliate. You're gonna have an uprising, birth of a nation. My goddamn, I feel like Nick was on point with this movie because I feel like after Nick see this shit, white people need to be just over. You better start talking or your ass better just be friending it because it's gonna be it's gonna be radical. Look, you have niggas celebrating Kwanzaa, Juneteenth, Nate Rebellion. You gonna have niggas out here celebrating shit. They gonna be hitting colors one, two, three, four, five. Like, you gonna have niggas out here just going crazy. Shit, everybody gonna think they directed sentence of Fabian Douglas. I'm gonna be out I'm so glad we laughing. I need some laughter. I did yesterday. We went to see, um, and this is off topic, but it just it, it brings home the week. Um, yesterday in Memphis, um, the Levitt Show had a benefit concert. They had Sharon Jones and Daphne. If you don't know who Sharon Jones is, you need to Google her. Because according to this white lady, Sharon Jones was on shit before Matthew McConaughey put her in that Lincoln commercial, and her life blew up. Yeah, no, I White folks always think they done brought up some light to some niggas. Shut your dumb ass. <laughs> anyway, Sharon, I know, right? <laughs> Sharon Jones is phenomenal. She's an amazing um, soul singer. She is the female equivalent of James Brown. If you didn't know, you know. I mean, she's amazing. Her energy is off the chain. I think she came two years ago and she woke me out. And all I did was stand there and watch her. Like, she was like, I mean, just amazing. But uh, last night, she was singing a little slow songs, a couple songs. She's currently going through remission. She's uh, still taking chemo treatments, but she was a little slow last night, but she was still soulful. And, and in the brain coming down, I just felt like, okay, this is God washing it away. Like, it just felt so soulful to me, and, and, and just, it cleansed my heart. It made me, I cried a little, because I was like, this is, this this is what I needed. Like this week has been detrimental on the spirit, mm -hmm. um, you know, on your heart, on your mind, just on your body. Your body physically has taken a toll because we're so tired. And, and I feel like, and I, and I put this on Twitter, that I feel like me being tired. So I feel like I'm punking out because there are so many people that are just as tired as me, but they are just like, their voices are going on horse just like, still ferociously speaking and talking. I feel like, you know, me giving money, I feel like that's not enough, but it's just like something you feel helpless. 
And it's like, how many conversations are we gonna have? How many dialogues are we gonna have? How much are we, how many more situations are gonna happen or have to happen before, you know, we've, we've gotta stop. Like we've gotta stop. I think what it'll take is for a white cop to kill a black cop who's in plain clothes. And then what we gonna say, cause he's a blue life. He matters. What are you gonna pull up on him? I was about to, now you read my mind. I was about to say they gonna pull that boy record from 1974. From juvenile, from juvenile, the hush We've had this conversation, and we've had other conversations, but I feel like we always keep coming back around to this because it's something that's so prevalent and something so direct, and something that affects us all. And, and it's just, what do we do? What do we do? We really do. I feel like we're at the end of the episode of A Different World, where everybody looks silent and shit, because it's like, what do you do? You don't right. sit here and look stupid and cute. I mean, I, that's not much. Really yeah, where do we go from here? Yeah. Um, my friend in the group chat again, um, she brought up that her pastor didn't speak today. He just let the congregation talk about what happened this week and where do we go forward. And um, she thought that was just refreshing to hear other ideas. But at the end of the day, we, she was like, we, we still didn't make a decision. You know, I guess it was just good for people to kind of get it off their chest and just talk about it and just kind of get it out there in the air. Um, but seriously, what do we do? What What is the answer? Like, I'm tired of like talking about it and talking about it on Facebook and on Twitter. And we're marching, you know, it was, it was countless amounts of people that marched over the weekend. I mean, Atlanta stopped traffic. Atlanta was shut down. They shut down. They shut down traffic. Um, they were marching in Baton Rouge last night. Like, we're marching, but I feel like we're still not being heard and nothing is really being done. So what do we do? Do we start just buying all, you know what I'm saying? Just fight with our dollar? Do we fight with our vote? What do we do? What do we do? Shit, I'm down for not voting because I don't give a fuck about these damn candidates no damn way. I think but. that's where the crutch lies because we have to. Like, we have to. We can't do that because that's what people are expecting. Um, if we want to create a financial crutch, I think that we need to be able to really realize that our economic impact can also impact small companies we're trying to, you know, because where do you think these small companies get their loans from? Like, I, I, I understand that there's something that needs to be done, but it's got to be something that's smart. And right. It's okay. got to be effective. And I feel like when people say, you're going to boycott this, like, okay, are you going to spend your money here? I got new shit. Like, okay, right. like, nigga, I need you to Right. Make up your mind. You know, David Banner talked about uh, black people taking their money out of white banks and putting it in black banks. The only thing about that is, you know, black banks are usually smaller and they can't really handle, you know, they, they can't, the capacity to handle that much money and that much traffic. They're used to doing small business. So. But, and he said, uh, I mean, one smart thing, it makes sense to say, but don't take all your money. Take $100 out of your account and put it into a black bank. 
it's, it's been amazing to do that. That's a million dollars and it's gonna play back. And they just started to do you start to play that small black businesses and start to buy loans. But I mean it's, it's I thought it was a great idea to, to start. I'd be willing to put a thousand dollars in the black bank. Yeah, absolutely. Just like sit there. Or even like if you, um, there are black financial advisors, there are small black brokerage firms, like get out there. Shit, do you have a brokerage firm? Do you have like a, a, a financial planner? Do you have a portfolio? Like niggas, and you go black people. I mean, just niggas, just black people. <laughs> if you are going to want to make a considerable change and you want to do, like you really have to take a look at what, like if your bank account showing a negative sometimes and you ain't got no future planning, no 401k, no, I mean like, it's okay to mobilize, but mobilize with the, the long term of being stable. Like that's the thing. I gotta mobilize right now, I'm not gonna buy shit. I mean, it's gonna keep money in my pocket, that's fine, but what am gonna do after that? Right. It's gotta be something withstanding yes. and long term. So, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I ain't tap dance for these questions. Man, but I don't know the answer. I, I don't, I honestly don't know, but something has to change. I'm just, I, I don't know. I know I'm just talking on the top of my head. Guys, you guys have any final thoughts? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. All right. Well, we're going to, um, we're not even going to take a break. We're just going to go ahead and jump our pop I'm down with it. I'm down with it. So, pop tune signal for this week. Again, I hope y'all really enjoyed the uh, musical selections for this week. Try to make them be fitting to this week's discussions. Yes. Um, you guys did a great job. Yeah. 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 You know, we haven't really discussed what order we're going to put our songs in. But they don't even really matter. They don't matter. We're just, just going to kind of holler at you and tell you what we got. Got some shit um, out here. I'm just kidding. So, the sad thing is, I forget what my song was. No, damn. <laughs> Can somebody what? remind me what song I picked? Oh, you know what? I know what I picked. I picked Earth with No, not the Earth with I didn't pick that. You put Talib Kweli. Oh yeah, I know what it was. <laughs> I, I picked uh, my song for the week is Talib Kweli. Um, damn, it's called uh, the. It's the proud. This was called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talib Kweli is the proud. I had to sing it in my yes, head. I'm I know. Sorry, I, did. I like that. That was, that was cute though. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's a dope song. It just talks about you know the black struggle in America and, and you know how we have to raise our kids differently and how we have to teach things differently and just how our perspective of the world is just totally different from mainstream America. So it's a pretty cool song. I thought it would be fitting for the week. Um I swing it to Bridget. Um my song is probably I mean if you haven't heard the Isley Brothers um Harvest for the World, I just I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you have been deprived as an adult child, whatever. But that's my song this week. I mean, it's pretty much fitting for what has occurred um, over the last few days. So that's my song. And kicking it to Miss Anisha. Yes. I feel like we went in order anyway, because this is how we set out on that line. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. Well, damn, look at God. Look at how he works. <laughs> so magical. <laughs> So my song choice for the week, um, it was hard because I think when y'all were, when we were getting the outline together, everybody was just throwing out the songs and then the song list for what we were going to use. And I was just like, damn, I don't know. Let me go to my Spotify. Good old Spotify. 
Um, and um, this song has always meant something to me. But then when I went and listened to it yesterday, playing it, like, is this really going to be my song? I was like, yes. So my song choice uh, this week was uh, Me Says by uh, Most Def. I just feel like it's, um, it's one of those songs where you just, you think about it and you're just like, okay, this is nice, this is nice. But if you listen to the lyrics and listen to exactly what it is he's saying, it's, it's yeah, that desire to want to be free. And someone mentioned what freedom was. I don't know. I've never been free. I don't know what freedom is. I don't know what it's gonna look like. I don't know what it's gonna feel like. I don't know what it's gonna taste like. But I would love a white person to tell me what it means. Right. So that's my song choice for the week. Because y'all can I'm a militant right now. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Always. Yeah, it's all cool. It's all good. Joe, what's your song? Well, <laughs> uh, piggybacking on the militant mood, uh, my song choice was uh, James Brown, Say It Loud. You know, Say It Loud, I'm Black and I'm Proud. You know, because, you know, hell, we need the reassurance, you know, um, especially after the, the week we had last week as a, as a people. So, you know, simple song. In the midst of the uh, civil rights movement, is still applicable to this day, and uh, you know we're just gonna go in with that. So there you go. I think that's a fitting song to end, and um, we just want to again thank you guys for listening. Um, we encourage um, proper dialogue, um, and I say proper because I need it to be something that's gonna be not only progressive, but I just need it to be poignant, and that's what we try to do here. Um, but realize that we are four black individuals and that we do feel this wholeheartedly and um, if you are if you feel misrepresented by our opinions realize that a there are our opinions and b we really don't give a fuck so <laughs> I don't even know. let's just keep it 100 100 i don't even know how to but you know, we appreciate people who listen. We appreciate, um, like I said, proper dialogue. It's it's not a problem. If you don't agree, please come with backup because I will Google your ass underneath this super information highway. So, you know, we want to do that. Ain't gonna send Wally to blow your house. <laughs> but um my name ain't on the on the on the lawn, so y'all ain't just finished. <laughs> y'all ain't hurting me. <laughs> just letting you know. You ain't hurting me. You're hurting the Native American, so hurting tons of and before we go, and, and, and we, we, we really gone, we're gonna be gone, but I just, you know, we always talk about how much we love each other, but I do, I love you guys, I value you guys, and um, I just, you know, I pray for a great week for everyone who's listening, the ears we touch, their family and friends, and just, you know, let's not have no fuckery this week, because I'm telling y'all, just don't need it. Just don't need it. I oh. had Tom and jumped out the window on the game of the road. <laughs> Tom and just fell out like, oh, have you watched it? I'm so sorry. Have you finished watching it? Woo! We gone, we gone. <laughs>
Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace Oklahoma when they put out the blaze and put Islamic terrorist bombing on the front page It's like saying only gays get AIDS Propaganda, like saying the problem's over when they lock that man up Wrong, it's just the beginning, first inning Battle for America's soul, devil's winning The president is pushed to vice president's a dick So a whole lot of fucking is what we gon' get They don't wanna raise the baby so the election is fixed That's why we don't be fucking with politics They bet on that, parents for the guy wet for that Hose down, bit my doors, we got blacks in the house to rep for that It's all good except for that We're still poor, and money, power, and respect is what we kill for, for real It's more than pride, we stay alive Ready to rise, we survive It's more than pride, yeah. we stay alive August 4th, 2001, a drunk of police officers blows down an entire family in Brooklyn. The judge lets them go with no bail. Reminds us just how worthless our lives are to the justice system. I struggle to explain the situation to my son. It's hard. Niggas with knowledge is more dangerous than niggas with guns They make the guns easy to get and try to keep niggas dumb Target the gangs and graffiti with the Prop 21 I already know the deal, but what the fuck do I tell my son? I want him living right, living good, respect the rules He's five years old and he's still thinking cops is cool How do I break the news that when he gets some size If he perceived as a threat or see the fear in the eyes It's in their job description too Terminate the threats of 41 shots to the body is what he can't expect The president is set, no matter if you follow the law How do I give my son pride and make him swallow a door? Damn! Fuck the pigs, I think the pigs killed Big and Pac too If they didn't, they know who did, they got to Who they serve and protect, nigga, not you Cop shot off the 10 G's, but they got Glocks too Let you protect yourself, but better yet respect yourself Straight into the hospital is where you gotta check yourself They be getting tips from snitches and rival crews Doing a favor, so they working for the drug dealers too Just business and forces, we're hating they holsters Shoot you in the back, won't face you like a soldier Carlota asked me what I say to a dead cop's wife Cops kill my people every day, that's life Trade Center kills thousands and permanently scars America's false sense of security. We 
see the best examples of humanity in the face of the worst. Firefighters, police officers, rescue workers, and volunteers of all sorts fight to save lives. The world will never be the same again. My heart go out to everybody at ground zero. Red, black, yellow, white, and brown heroes. It's more complicated than black and white. To give your own life is the greatest sacrifice. But it's hard for me to walk down the block. Seeing rats and roaches, crack files and 40 ounce posters. People broken down from years of oppression become patriots when they weigh your life is threatened. There's a hard conversation to have. Lost kids, moms, and dads, people ready to fight for the flag. Damn, when the shit get this bad? America killed the innocent too. A cycle of violence is sad, damn. Welcome to the world we here. We've been at war for years, but it's much more clear. Yeah. We got to face what lies ahead. Fight for a truth of freedom and ride for the death. We survive. Yeah. It's more than proud. Much more. We stay alive. Uh. Ready to ride. Let's go. We survive. That's right. It's more than proud. Much more. We stay alive.
right now I'ma tell you how I feel right now I don't wanna take no time to write this down I wanna tell you how I feel right now Put my heart and soul into the song yes, yes. I hope you feel me From where I am to wherever you are I mean that sincerely Tomorrow may never come For you and me, life is not promise Tomorrow may never appear You better hold this very moment
We like the birds and the bees, but we'd rather die on 